Should we mix alcohol with kombucha? We'll find out. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. Like we said in the beginning, we'll be talking all about should we mix alcohol with kombucha and the year-end review. And what a year it's been, boys. What a year it's been. With an S on there, we got Trey Bay back in the back in the back in the studio. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, kind of impressed. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Uh, we took care of the uh, the space today. Oh yeah, From she's tidied up. She's tidied. How do we clean her? From the top. From the top down. Top down. You have to start at the top, the top shelf, and you work your way down. This is how we do it. As always with things that we do on a semi-regular basis, when we get instruction from Elijah, you know, he always tells us the same thing, so we always like to I'm tease like the him. old man. We always like to tease him a little bit. He always tells us every year, the way I like to do it is work from the top down, which is not, I mean, that's true. <laughs> that's, yeah, you should work like that. But but we don't address, <laughs> but that's, that's the issue, like from the back to the front, from the front to the back, you proposed from the back, from the front to the back on one side and then the middle to the front to the back on this side. So that one isn't uh, set in stone. It's not. Well, I mean, I just... I don't have any hot takes on that one. To me, it just depends. Every year we've done... Every year slash like half year that we've done a deep clean, we've changed the way we... The whole setup of the brewery. So like this this side now gets way messier than it ever did. Like, we barely ever oh, had yeah. to touch a mop over here. Now I have to, like, anytime we can, I have to, like, mop, and the sandy is just, like, built into the floor at this point. Like, our floor is just <laughs> made of star sand at this point. <laughs> yeah, you're in clean. The thing is, is, so I never did this, but Annie and her family have this locked into their culture where every time they leave for a trip, you always clean the house. Oh, yeah. Top to bottom. Of course. Do the laundry, make the bed. Everything's done before you leave for that trip. So then when you come back, clean house, everything's in order. Absolutely. That's what Rachel and I do. I never grew up doing that, but now that's how we do it. And that's just carried over to the biz, baby. Oh, when you come home after like a long trip and everything's all clean and spot and you get into your own bed that first night, it's the best experience. Fresh sheets and all. You're not lying. Dude, we do our best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It's usually like blasting that last hour before we head out the door on the trip. But I've got to say, I do, I do enjoy it. I'm a big fan of it now. And so we do the same here at the shop. We do the big, deep clean before we leave for our kind of largest, at least, company getaway. And uh, then we come back. It's nice. Everything's clean. Yep. Everything's crisp. You come in. Every, you're not just like coming back to like the first thing you have, you know coming back from vacay is already tough because you're coming back to the norm i mean trevor lives for the coming back you know he, he can't wait to get back to his routines that's exactly it yeah but for every normal person <laughs> <laughs> i think of uh actually the uh the office episode when he comes back from uh sandals jamaica in the entire yeah. episode he's like <laughs> i was just on vacation guys i can't i can't do anything yeah Exactly. That's how you literally feel on the inside. And yeah. so the last thing you want to do is have to come back and immediately start having to clean stuff. 
That would be like, that would just be the worst. Unless it's kegs, apparently. I know, right? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's all right to have some dirty kegs when you get back. He says the guy that doesn't clean them. Like, don't tell me what it's all right. <laughs> I don't want to have kegs when I get back. I want this place spotless. It'd be like three or four. <laughs> nah. We'll don't, just, I don't we'll accept just, it. We'll just do it the next week. Probably. We'll just keep pushing it off. Probably. <laughs> you do it two weeks from when you get back. That's right. There's like a fine line with our current. We just got back. We can't do this. Yeah. There's like a fine line with our current keg setup with cleaning kegs. Or like one amount is not enough to really justify cleaning it, but one is way too much. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. me, it's like once we get to like 18 dirty kegs, I'm like, no, this is too much. Yeah. This makes it miserable. But if it's like 10 or less, it's kind of like, eh, like I can't really justify setting up the setup and like. No. I can do it by myself at this point. Right. Like, so. Yeah, it's. It sucks. Our, our keg cleaning. cleaner. Yeah, that's uh, that's a luxury we have not been afforded yet. We've got some other nice pieces of equipment this year that we're going to kind of be going through and kind of different processes that we've developed. But um, the keg washer is a big expense. By what year do you think we'll have a keg washer? If I had a dollar. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that we've never actually really set like a timeline. No, that one's... That one's that that's kind of hard to justify, um, just because of I'll, how much it costs. I want a hard date. <laughs> a hard date. How about how about a hard sales number? <laughs> <laughs> when the sales hit this on the keg distribution, I'll take that. <laughs> anyway, all right, guys. So uh, we got ourselves some treats here. Oh baby, we're doing some we're we're doing some holiday drinking right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. And boy, oh boy. Is it delicious? Hey, I think this is a pretty dang good cocktail for a whip up of like three sec, three minutes. I think so. It tastes delicious. The, uh, the I mean, I was a uh, so for our uh, holiday experience, we have in there a uh, cocktail mix, and we we're gonna make that or something mm-hmm. similar to that. Uh, but they didn't have all the stuff for it for us to uh, make that right now. Yeah. Um, that one is uh, on the holiday experience is not bourbon based, uh, but we do have bourbon here. Um, but the contender was going to be a, uh, oh shoot, I I forgot the technical term, uh, for the type of cocktail was, that was the secondary contender, but it was going to be bourbon based, but it had a, uh, it had a, uh, wine float on top of it. Yeah. So that was going to be cool. So this, uh, this plus a little bit of wine. Yeah. You, you take it over the top, baby. Yeah. You get yeah. what that next. For each of you that, uh, ordered the holiday experience, uh, you know. You know. You know. Or at least you should. So we're talking all today about, we're going to do a little year-end recap, what a year it's been, and also get into alcohol and kombucha. Yeah. But first. We first. Have a, we have a new Patreon member. Woo! It's me. Trey. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you? <laughs> you get free kombucha. I just want to know what's happening just, in there. <laughs> I still get the notifications. We'll be like, you, you have. the notifications. Yeah, and I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not like associated with the account anymore. And it, every time someone pledges, it's like, congratulations, a new Patreon member has joined or whatever it says. I forget. <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, what? Or people comment. And then I try to look at it because I'm curious what people comment. And then I can't see anything because I don't do, know the like, info. Do you get the, you don't get, uh, do you get the um, like, emails for the messages? No. Oh, okay. I, I just get, get, my phone get just those. goes off. It's weird. Wow. So weird. Colin. Mr. Colin. Mr. Colin. So I knew that. Yeah, Mr. Colin Franger. Yes, I knew a Colin once. Okay. 
<laughs> he actually got to go to Dave Ramsey's show like a month or two ago. Oh. Yeah. Colin did? Yeah, he did. Good for Colin. Yeah. <laughs> Paid <laughs> off his college in like two years hey. after graduation. Whoa. Yeah. Good for Colin. That's awesome. Good for Colin. Good. So uh, good as far Colin. as I know. Colin's a good guy. Colin's a good guy. Well, I mean, there's also, uh, this might be going a little too far, but it's Mr. Collins from Pride and Prejudice. That's who's, a stretch. Who's not a good guy. You're out of my. That's a stretch. You're out of my context. Um, okay. Well. I appreciate you. That's right. Someday. Someone, someone listening to this podcast is probably like, <laughs> So, yeah. I <laughs> Me. Thought, I I'm thought not, about that, too. No, I'm not thinking that at all. What excellent potatoes. All right. No, you guys aren't going to catch that joke, but nope. that's all right. Went right over my head. That's great. I feel like a lot of kombucha people will probably get it though. Like I feel like that's they're pride and pre- prejudice people. I think I think some of our audience is probably like pride and prejudice people. They might be. The people that stay out for Trevor probably are. Give pride us a and message. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Let us know if you're a Jane Austen fan or not. <laughs> Mr. Colin, thank you so much. Appreciate the pledge. Hope you get some cool back on the other side content. And I uh, look forward to connecting with you, man. Awesome. Cool. Okay, so what do we want to talk about more? Do we want to talk about alcohol or do we want to talk about urine review? Well, let's just intermingle them. First off, I just want to say this cocktail is amazing. It's simple. Yes, alcohol does mix great with kombucha. When you're looking for that little end-of-the-day imbibement, imbibing? Imbibing. Imbibing. Just a little pour of a little spirit. A little poor, some wines, especially sparkling wines. The red wines are a little, they're interesting. They could go here or there. Trev's cocktail was delicious. I made it at home, and it was great. Imbibement is a word, by the way. Imbibement. So it was right. You were? I'm smarter than I knew it was. Congrats. <laughs> Probably smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> at, at, maybe at least. Maybe not a Swedish five grit. Depends on the grade and country. Not a Swedish. Yeah. Or like the yeah. state and country. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're talking America. All right. Um, but yes. A public school. Fifth grade. Absolutely. Yeah. In Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Shoot>. shots fired. <laughs> I just named the first day. Actually, I should have said New Mexico. If you, if you live in Mississippi, disregard Troy. Yeah, don't listen to him. Unless you agree. <laughs> I mean, I'm from Texas. It's not much better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because Kentucky's education system is so great. Oh, yeah. So, yes, we make up uh, kombucha cocktails in the reg. It's absolutely great together. Um, This cocktail that we crafted up right here, the amazing part about kombucha, specifically the types that we create here at Thrive Brew, we take into account almost everything that, a cocktail mixologist would think about when they're creating a nice cocktail. Aroma, mouthfeel, slight sweetness, acidity, um, presentation, color. All these things are things that we actually take into account. And so one of the most beautiful parts that I wish more people would get on the train, and it is happening in certain areas of the country, the coast, like it always is, um, where that bartenders would start to understand this, that it's literally the kombucha, a spirit, and then some sort of a little garnish. And just like the ones we crafted up tonight, um, we've got our holiday kombucha, which, tell them what's in it. Star anise. <laughs> well, I'll start with, the one, start with the ingredient that has the absolute least. 
this guy was literally just talking about how powerful Sarnies was like three weeks ago. It like, is. Start with the little shut up. <laughs> Pomegranate, Sarnies, clove, grape, uh, cinnamon, yeah, orange yeah. peel. Dude. Delicious. Yeah. Anyways, that's our holiday brew. We crafted that all up. It's a kombucha take on our mold wine. We've talked about it before on the podcast. Put a little bit of bourbon into it. Little Kentucky. Straight bourbon. Uh, we mix it with a little makers and a little bit of a, a one cinnamon stick and then ice and a little, a, some, some orange peel, spritz it over the top, rub the, rub the glass, um, rub the rim of the glass, put it in, boom. You have an absolutely fantastic cocktail. I think this is delicious. Yep. For the vast majority, I think of cocktail drinkers, they'll probably add some kind of additional sweetener. Yeah. into it my recommendation uh, especially with this is like just a little bit of maple syrup as the as the sweetener yeah any of those like be holiday, too much for elijah but way too much for me yeah. i couldn't handle it i think it's pretty good very sweet honestly i don't it think it definitely it's, is i don't think it's too dry at all no i think the vast majority of cocktail drinkers though grow up people usually like that little sugar coating they do they like that but i'm not about that life I think it's fine. I yeah. think if it's I think it's fine, I think it's true. You got the sweet I think tooth. You should grow up. You got the sweet tooth. Yeah. Trey is so rude. We're gonna have to go I'm back through and edit out all the sass. I would probably have this with. We would have. I would probably we would have no podcast <laughs> if we did that. No, I would it's probably true. drink this. It would faster. just be me and you with like random pauses. I actually, would probably drink this faster if I had maple syrup. So. I think you would. I <laughs> you really drink it way too would. fast. I'm like a hummingbird, man. I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> is that the sound they made? I always <laughs> wondered. I always wondered. You can barely hear it. You got to get like a really good like set of something, microphones. <laughs> Sonic. <laughs> you can't hear it over the wings beating. That's but true. Like <laughs> if you, hey, that was actually pretty good. I can roll my tongue really well. I'm actually impressed. I'm from the border. <laughs> <laughs> Rojo. Um, but yeah, kombucha yeah. cocktails are amazing and they're so easy to make. Yep. Like you don't even have to get really fancy with it. It can just be as simple as ice really spirit is. kombucha, little garnish. Yeah, because it already has some kind of uh, usually um, some kind of uh, sweetness level and some kind of acidity level already present inside of it. So those are just really important elements with the cocktail. Yeah. So you have have a spirit that you know combines well with whatever kinds of uh, profile you have there already. Yeah, it's like as simple as. You know, pick the spirit based on the type of kombucha you're mixing it with. It's yeah. like, for you're not going to have, like, your watermelon kombucha mixed with bourbon. I mean... Wouldn't recommend it. You could, but... Yeah. Wouldn't be my first go-to. But, like, something like... Ooh, sour punch with bourbon, though. That was a thing. It was for people, but I wasn't into it. Was it weird. But so many people loved it. Yeah. They did? <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, man. People were, like, so into that for some reason. I made that way more times than I thought it would have. <laughs> Yeah, it was strange. That's shocking. But, you know, like, you go for, like, those summer-spring ones. Like, summer ones, I feel like the easy go-to is tequila. It's my absolute favorite across-the-board spirit mixer with kombucha. Tequila mixes so amazingly with pretty much any kombucha. Um, Once you get into the spiced-esque kombuchas, I'm more, I mean, we're from Kentucky, so it's going to be straight bourbon. Always. Uh, It's going to be Kentucky bourbon. Um, and then some of those springish ones I found, and I'm not even a huge gin drinker at all, yeah. but some of those spring ones, like the butterfly, 
just a little bit of gin. Oh, absolutely. That botanical little punch in there, yep. it just goes great. Give it just just the right amount of lift. Yeah. Um, it's like the perfect spring mixer for me. Yep. And then again, another one with spring, again, this is what we did a lot with the tap room, was the Prosecco. Oh, yeah. With it. And that went over really well. Oh, my gosh. It's just bubbly, light, yeah. just effervescent, delicious, you know? Mix yep. is great. Do you want to talk about um, comparing... Uh, kombucha cocktails versus regular cocktails and we'll first talk about um like the uh differences as far as the health element to it yeah what makes it better or worse well the cool part is there's already a little bit of natural sweetener already in the kombucha like i understand some people might like their cocktails a little bit more sweetened but the great part is it doesn't for me need any more sweetener so you're already minus the like usually how cocktail makers do it to get you to down them quickly and to kind of mask that. That's kind of one of the big points of cocktails and how they came on the scene was to try to mask the alcohol, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, and now obviously there's people that just are making beautiful creations out of it, but that's how most people kind of approach the cocktails. Like this is a way that I can drink the spirits without having to taste the spirit. And that's not how we think about it. We want them to complement each other. But, you know, it's... I lost my train of thought. It's gone. It's got enough <laughs> sweetness in the kombucha already. Yeah. yeah, it's already got the sweetener. There it is. That's what we're going for. Yeah, it's already got the sweetener in there, so you don't necessarily have to put... Uh... So as far on the health side, you're not having to load in lots of extra sugar. I'll also add to, like... Um... When you go to a an establishment, like some of the ingredients they'll use to to craft them are gonna are gonna vary as far as the quality of the ingredients. So like the types of sugars that they might use um, are not gonna be. Um, it's gonna be sugar water. It's gonna be sugar. It's gonna water. be simple syrup. Well, it's it's not it's not so much that. It's also like the type of sugar that they're gonna use. Yeah. Uh, won't be as great. And then also what they're gonna use as uh, as the acidifier. So like they'll probably use yeah. like citric acid or some or. Uh, various other kinds when it comes to kombucha it's usually going to be just the uh already the um the og uh batch that's already in there the kombucha that's already present in there already has an acidity level and then any kind of maybe additional flavor like if there's lemon added or orange or some, some yeah. kind of citrus that's already present inside of it which is amazing the kombucha carries the natural acid of acidity for the beverage which yep. is amazing you're not having to just try to throw something in and uh at least with Trey's throwing his hands up because I mean at least if you when use you use kombuchas that kombucha. have acidity to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not not certain doctory kombuchas or you know. Yeah, there's certain kombucha I mean the ones on most fridges in America. <laughs> <laughs> there's Stay certain away. there's certain kombuchas that are a little less on the acidity that probably would need a little extra something when you're trying to make the cocktails. But ones like the like ones we thrive. create yeah. <laughs> what? Like Thrive Kombucha. Just get, just get that. We're good. We got you. <laughs> yeah, it's got that natural acidity to it that um, mixes great. So I'm sure most homebrew kombuchas, though, have a lot more acidity than half the big commercial brands. So I'm sure. You're probably already on the right track. And you've probably already got more alcohol than most big kombucha brands. <laughs> 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 well, I was also thinking, like, GT is probably a really good one to make cocktails with because they're... Um, sugar and acidity levels. Yeah, I bet they make you can make some good tropical stuff. Oh yeah, like tropical 
cocktails out of GT stuff. Yep. That kiwi juice is just as that interesting, yeah. unique sweetness to their kombuchas. Yeah, theirs kind of lean on the upper end of the sugar spectrum. Like right. a lot of theirs, they carry a nice tang. Mm-hmm. So you're definitely going to get the acidity, but they already have a little more of that. They're on the higher end of the sugar spectrum. And so, <clears throat> yeah, that that I think you're right. I think like tequila mixed cocktails would be pretty amazing with a lot of theirs. Anyhow, try it out. Let us know on the back end, on the Patreon, let us know the cocktails you've tried because we've made quite a few around the shop at home, um, but I would love to hear some of your guys' thoughts on best, best mixers and things like that. Absolutely. Yeah, because um, we're always looking for new things to create, try. I mean, we're, we're, we're into that beverage culture, baby. Absolutely. All right, so let's talk about the year. Dude, what a year it's been. What a year it's been. Pretty mild. <laughs> Not much change. Compared Just kidding. To, compared to the other the other one you worked? Oh, in its own way. <laughs> a beast in its own way. <laughs> oh, man, I can tell you how it started, though. This year? Yes. Let's think. So flashback, fa- flashback to it probably exactly a year ago. We were having December. A me- we're having yeah, probably December, November. We're having a serious meeting, debating, making pros and cons to staying with glass or going to cans. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we were still on the fence. We didn't end the. We didn't go into the break with a decision yet. And oh yeah, it was December. That's right. right. That's right. And when we got back in January, we were kind of putting our foot right back into into the canning side. We're kind of like, maybe we'll do it like this, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, we called our glass distributor trying to order two pallets of glasses. And they said, well, we're actually not making your bottles until August. (laughs) Yep. And at the time, we were going through about close to two pallets of glasses probably in a month. Yeah. Um. And so, as you can imagine, that was a big, oh, that's not going to work. <laughs> and they're yeah. the only ones that made our bottles, for yeah. reference, because cus- they were custom. Like, they were a very specific design that only one company made. Yeah. And that was a way to start the year. <laughs> that was one heck of a way. Um, Thank God they had that one extra pallet sitting there that <laughs> they didn't know they had at first. They didn't. <laughs> they came back to us, I think it was like a week or so later, and we're like, oh, we actually had one more pallet. And can you imagine if they didn't have that one more pallet though? <coughs> we'd that would have been, been crazy. We'd have been out for a while. Yeah, we wouldn't even. We wouldn't be able to even start our distribution. I don't think, because that one pallet is what kept us going when we loaded onto our distribution partner. Yeah. So if we didn't have massive. that one pallet, that could have been a doozy. That was a massive learning moment for how we decided we were going to uh, orient everything moving forward. Yeah. Just like okay, we dependability. We need to really, really take that uh, very seriously. Yeah, when you start, <clears throat> that was one, it was just, it's it's interesting putting yourself back in that situation. It was a cluster. At the beginning, just getting that email back, like, we have no bottles for you. And we won't. Until like August. Yep. And that's just what I they're saying. I can't fathom how much kombucha we made between then and August oh though. Oh my gosh, yes. There's just no way. <laughs> like it was impossible. We would have had to change. If we decided to stay on glass regardless, we would have had to do another rebrand or like change. We have to do new labels, like design new labels. 
We probably would have to go back to gooseneck, honestly, because it'd be the easiest thing to pivot to on a on a dime. Oh god! But it would have sucked. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, because we had the sweet. I mean, the for Ferraris as, for as manual <laughs> as a system as our glass bottles were. Yeah, we had a three man killer setup. It was. Yeah, I mean, Swift. but the only problem like, was. Well, we probably would have used our electric canner, our electric Ferrari, and our compressor Ferrari somehow. We, we probably would have doubled up the. Oh, to like how we, we did went it. Back to use. Like, probably would have been like you're filling them, and then me and Trevor are just sealing them with the electric or the compressor Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a horrible system comparatively, but it would have. Oh, God. We yeah. would have. We would have had to do that. Like, there's no way around it. I can't imagine. Yeah. Doing anything other than the canning line that we're doing right now. I yeah. don't even want to. Once you, it's amazing how much went into actually making the canning happen. But now that it's done, yep, it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> I think if anybody ever asked me what they should do to start with, I'd be like, listen, like you, you want to stay with some of the quality and like the traditional route of kombucha, and you don't want to spend a ton of money going into it, go glass. But if you want to. If you, if, if you can spend a little money in the beginning and you want to grow faster and be able to do more, but also just like have the ease of access, plus customers are generally in our society, people are more accustomed to drinking, you know, out of cans. Like, my goodness, when I take a can, like cans like kombucha places now compared to when I used to take growlers, people actually drink them. Like, people are actually willing to try them. Why well, would take the growlers? People would look at them like, what the heck is that? Like, most people, yeah. but. I always say, like, yeah, if you can spend a little bit more money up front, like, it'll help you in the long run. I think cans are worth it. Yeah, <clears throat> that was a, it was a crazy moment when it was when we got those emails and it was like, oh, we're oh, not gonna yeah. have any glass. Oh, we have to switch to cans somehow immediately, and this is not gonna be easy or cheap. <laughs> yeah, luckily the that extra pallet gave us another like month ish of yeah. breathing room. So. Yeah. We finished out some cans or some some flavors even, like Ruby Cascade. That palette was the last of it. That was the last of the yeah. Ruby Cascade we ever made was through that palette. Which that was also a weird time. Them, but there's tears going down my face. Yeah. That was also a weird time because we had like a lot of flavors too. Like we were doing four full on flavors at the time. Like it wasn't like right now we're just doing two and a seasonal and eventually we'll be doing three in a seasonal. But at the time, we were doing three flagships and a seasonal, and yep. you know, so on the manual system, trying to keep keep up with all four flavors. So luckily, when we started on cans, we were just at two. Oh, we did three. Um, yeah, but it was still like way easier. I mean, your seasonal's not as you don't make as much of that as you make of your flagships, but it was uh, that was a tough, tough, but. What a blessing to have that extra palette. Like, <laughs> we needed that. I really like knowing that we're going to have a uh, packaging day and I don't actually dread it. Yeah. So that's a good feeling. Because mm. bottling, like, sometimes it got to, depending on how much we were bottling. Which was usually a lot. Which was usually a lot, but also also not having to navigate the uh, the foam and everything with the uh, fills yeah. and how much waste <laughs> happened too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jeez. We we did it. I mean, we could have went the, you know, buy a bottler, you know, like a bottling wine si- system and everything and that would have helped us mitigate some of those problems and things. Yeah. But 
<clears throat> there were just so many factors that played in that decision. I mean, after we decided to make the move, finding out that literally 30 minutes south of our location is the largest beverage recycling aluminum plant in the country, and then realizing that, like, Shout a huge, a huge, huge, huge amount of al- aluminum cans are created right here in the state. Yep. Just and finding out how, like impact how much of an impact aluminum has on the local economy here in Kentucky for us it just made that along with just the sustainability element along with the us really wanting to pave the way of craft beverage culture in the actual kombucha scene the on the go nature of cans these are just a few of the reasons why we decided to make the change and all of those just really added up to where it was just a great it was it was now looking back that it's over because in the moment it was complete chaos at least on the back end of trying to figure out how it's all going to work new suppliers trying to figure out the actual system itself because the canning line that we have is kind of like a semi-automated line so we had to piece together many of the other parts to make it all work on that because the system we have is a is a simple but amazing machine um that does the filling the 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 seaming and that's it it does the filling and the seaming oh it actually it puts the it puts the tops on top automatically yep. for you yeah so yeah. those are the three steps it does but man i mean like compared to bottling you know looking back to before uh trevor came and it was just you and me elijah and like how hands on and how much more time it took running that bottle line with just two of us. It's like if we had been at the point, if we had been doing cans at that time, we could have been selling more products, making more products, uh, distributing more products without needing that third person at the time. Like, like we did need Trevor. Don't get me wrong. For like, yeah, he's done filled so many like, you know in between things between year i always do when people ask me what trevor does i'm always just like basically elijah's on one end of the spectrum i'm on the other sp- end and trevor is our bridge between like to keep <laughs> things going he's mr fulfillment but uh but at the time it's just like it would have been like you know for you having being stretched thin having to pick up another person's job we could have been able to have gotten so much more done like with canning so i think like yeah if you're gonna do like a even a small setup it's just a good way to go it is, but you know, uh, it's all good in theory until you see the price tags. So. Oh yeah, yeah. But <laughs> if you can do it, yeah. So speaking of, um, so uh, another thing that uh, was really big for this year was we doubled down on distribution over retail, and yeah. this kind of kind of combines with it. We also are uh, went from local to regional. Yeah, this. I mean, last year we had made the call okay, we're going to switch over to a distribution model. But this was our first entire full year as a majority distribution company. Yeah. Which the three previous years have not been that way. So, yeah. So COVID kind of forced us into the pivot of, hey, we need to be a diversified company and where our income comes in from. And so... (coughs) And retail was just not cutting it at the time yeah. due to 
basically probably many factors, but just, you know, the world was turned upside down during COVID. So, um, we made that decision that we were going to hit the ground running going for, to be more of a regional distribution company. And this was the first full year of that. And so between picking, oh yeah, this year also we picked up our, our distribution partners, which I know you two didn't have much to do with that, but that was the biggest accomplishment of my year (laughs) is making all that happen. And, uh, just realizing what it takes to come from a small local town retail slash food establishment that's only dealing with your local health department to then sign with a region like large regional partner that makes you go through strenuous um facilities checks ingredients processes blah 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 just down the line just like realizing what it what it is to go to that next level to where you can be certified to enter into place, you know, high end and, or like larger corporation places like Whole Foods, yeah, and, you know, a lot of doors and they kind of make you go through a major serious third party checks to make sure that you are ready for the big, the big leagues. Yeah. You think the health department or, you know, your I forget what, what they see, what they send in some states. Um, the agriculture, yeah, the like agriculture that. department, or whatever. You think those are bad though, but when you got that third party per, like company coming in to inspect everything, and they're not like your health inspector, they know what they're looking for, and they know things you probably don't even know you should be checking. <laughs> like, yeah, because uh, that was intimidating. At that point, we're talking about legal liability more than anything else. Yeah, and so. it, and oh. at that at the time, it was very like you know, and this is just kombucha, like because of its infancy as a industry, but it's like it can get really loosey goosey in a lot of companies. And like, even for us, I'm not saying we were doing things loosey goosey, but it was just like, we didn't realize the seriousness of some things like, like, yeah, we're recording our pH levels, but we didn't realize like, Oh, these people are going to look at your pH levels and they're going to make sure you've been recording everything. You've been recording every, you know, batch of bottles. Where are they going? Like everything, like all of a sudden it gets real serious. It's one of those things where we were doing 90% of it. Yeah. I would say we were doing 90% of what we needed to be doing, but probably like 40% was on paper. Yeah. And that, I think you guys remember the first time after we got that first initial inspection, we came in the next day and the next like two days straight were just all that like paperwork sops yeah logs of everything i mean i'm talking intense two days of and paperwork and i would argue that of the 90 percent that we were doing that the 30 party check wanted for the um distributor because basically the distributor wants to make money but they also don't want to be liable so these third party companies they're not interested they're not making money off of you being successful they're making money off of checking you so it's like they're going to be very strict um and of the 90% of things we were doing, I would argue that maybe 20% the health department even actually checks or cares about, like, comparatively. Yeah. Like, that's how serious it was, and that's how, like, thorough of a check it was. Like, it was not, like, it wasn't just, like, here's my strips for checking the pH of my sandy water. Like, it's like, <laughs> nah, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, just something to think about if you're on the verge of doing that yourself. Yeah. It's yeah, it was, it, was, it was a process. And, uh, 
but hallelujah, we got it done. We did. <laughs> we got her done, baby, and that we was really one of the and we went best weeks of my life. We went from just a little booch company in Lexington and uh, Red River Gorge to multi-state overnight. It was crazy. People yeah. just started ordering our stuff just because we were a new thing on there on their uh, order sheet that they yeah. could try. It's cool. Yeah, that was a good feeling. That was that was one of the the mountaintops of the year was I think our first week we had like five orders. Yeah. <laughs> but they went to like three or four different states. Yeah. And it was like this is the best moment of my yeah, life. <laughs> it, it definitely was celebrated. <laughs> Absolutely. And to anyone else out there, it was just like, what the frick are you celebrating for? But it was like, it's like five cases, but they were, it was just such a joyous moment to have yeah. had that accomplishment but, and to be like, to see people linking up with what you've put so much work into. Yeah. That's like states away. It doesn't have to do with them. Like they saw the value in it and didn't have an hour conversation with you. You know what I mean? That was a beautiful moment. Yeah. But it's like... It resonated. If you've been on the journey, you understand. Because, like, I've taken pictures along the way since I started here of, like, just what we consider at the moment big days. Oh, yeah. I have a picture I saw actually this past weekend on my phone from probably, like, the first spring that I worked at Thrive. And it was, like, we saw the white bottles or the white boxes for the gooseneck bottles. Goosenecks. And we had just done a air quotes big bottling day and i can probably tell you there was about 20 plus cases <laughs> and probably about 12 to like 15 kegs <laughs> and my oh, goodness did we feel like ballers we like, were freaking kings baby yeah but now i look back and like hey nothing that fridge is empty <laughs> like, i mean now we're making with the cans especially you know like yep. 20 if you take 20 cases off a pile of cans right now like if we took 20 cases off a pile of blush it would You're not like look like it off. made a dent like <laughs> yes yeah we've got like 80 cases of blush right now like well, that's the other with thing the too. glass we couldn't fit that many in there yeah like what you're saying like uh we made that distribution partnership and that first order was like five orders amazing but now, I mean, we're sending out pallets yeah. for them to hold on to, yeah. which is really cool. So in, in less than a year, that, that's, that's quite, a, quite a good amount of growth. Yeah, we went from filling up the back of Elijah's Subaru <laughs> and, <laughs> and driving around Lexington to sending pallets that go to regional distribution centers in Columbus and Lexington. Like, that's just yeah. like, whoa, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's been, that's been a win of the year for sure. And just yeah. like a really – it's good to – Take those moments because we can all get lost in the details. You can get lost in the problems of the day. And there's like, you know, I could be completely consumed with there is as soon as we get back, there's 20 things that we have to like. Yep. We're doing a lot right now this week. We're doing a to lot try this to wrap week it out. We're already talking about what, what our goals are for January. And stuff Trey's like that. Trey's got freaking huge project he's working on. Trevor's got a freaking huge project he's working on. and it's you know it's grind time right here in the end and we could just totally be consumed with <laughs> totally be consumed with the <laughs> Trey <is> sprinting <laughs> to the potty um but we could totally be that's consumed apparent. yeah it's <laughs> apparent you say potty i know like, that's somebody who that's has kids someone has kids <laughs> Well, we could be consumed with just all the things that we have to do, it's but it's true. it's good to take a moment and realize, hey, at the beginning of 2022, we didn't even have a distribution partner. 
We didn't even That's have crazy. we didn't even have one can of kombucha. Wow. I'm going to uh, move into our, our next uh, thing, but w- uh, it's actually really important to have Trey there. So I'm just going to ask you a brief question. Like, yeah, w- um, out of just things that have happened this past year, um, what is an accomplishment that you remember the feeling of relief? You remember like experiencing deep relief at, at one of these uh, major, major marks. So many. Um, that's always my largest struggle. I think that's just part of being the entrepreneur, like like the person that, the personality that I have is always fixing the problems. It's yeah. always it's always the next thing, and that's, I think, part of the thing that helps me be able to handle the role that I have. Right, is just you need that type of personality to do what I do and what so many other people do, but to to be in the grind. To be in the grind, it's like you have to be willing, or you just have to have a natural bent towards always fixing the problem always like what's the next thing because there's you know when you're a small company and you guys get this to a great degree it's like you have a million things it's not just one thing that you do like if you go to a large corporation where there's thousands of people that work there here's your one thing and that's all you do and you make sure it works it's like you know here's like the five categories that you have and that's part of the fun but also part of the struggle of small biz and so but looking back and taking a big breath of a moment, it would be getting that final huge third-party check and being able to send that email over. That was one of the biggest deep breaths. And then the next was the first perfectly filled, perfectly seamed, labeled nicely, dated, Cold can of kombucha yeah. that yes. came off the line. Trevor, Trevor's mountaintop was getting that stupid ink printer to work oh my right God. on that labeler. <laughs> Trevor's demise. My goodness, oh my that thing is Jeez. technically probably still a pain in the butt, but <laughs> Wait, it's it's required some maintenance. Um, some finicking. some is some being generous finessing. Yeah. But you know what? A few sensors. I've gotten to know the. Uh, <laughs> The uh, the the support guy really well. Uh, we've had <laughs> what's his name, Mark. Mark, dude. Mark, <laughs> shout out to Mark. Oh shout out to Mark. Absolutely. You gotta love those people though that work for those companies that actually are very helpful and are really good to talk to. Like actually get back with you. Yeah, that's how our canning company is like. Like dude. the people that make our canner. Yeah. It's like if you if you have if you have a problem, you call them and they're like, all right, cool. Let me go look. They look at a model they have of the exact canner you have. And they're like, and them so or they're someone, walking through it while you're walking through it. Like, or them or someone literally sitting right next to them yeah. was the one who built your machine. Or they'll FaceTime yes. you too. Yeah. Like it's just, it's so right. we're just for free. We're, we're just giving a free sponsorship to <laughs> make our canner. <laughs> well, super great. You know? Yeah. It is over. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Pause, pause real quick. Okay. Um, Trey, what time do you need to leave? Five thirty. Five thirty. Okay. Yeah, dog. All right. I just want to make sure I'm good. Okay. This is what the people tune in for. Well, I said stop. I was going to edit this out, but now I'm not. <laughs> just because you made that comment. All right. So, all right. Uh, next kind of grouping of uh, big thing, and they, and these kind of go all together. So one, uh, we've climbed up to seven barrel status. Dude, two hundred ish gallons for those. Who don't know what that means? And uh, we 
got our uh, brewing formula and calculator locked in. We got our formula, the way we create our specific kombucha, locked in, baby. And it was really cool. We had, that was actually a really fun experience, getting to work with my bud. Shout out to Ford, baby. Um, I loved coming in the next day and seeing everything on that whiteboard. Dude. It was really cool. Shout out to motherfucking Ford, man. He came through, and he's a he's going for his doctorate yep. at the University of Kentucky in mathematics. Came in, took this chaos of a formula, and loaded it into this beautiful... Excel sheet. Yeah, this like... He built this beautiful Excel sheet that is has made specifically Trey's life freaking night and day better. Um, so that's that was a huge accomplishment because it took a lot of the legwork and possibility for air <laughs> when you're working that much math. I mean, just thinking about that week when you were gone, like I was able to make a batch uh, because of uh, anybody can anybody can cook. Yeah, <laughs> Anybody can cook. You'd be surprised. Ratatouille, <laughs> baby. Yeah, this is re- it was just a reference. Dude, I missed cook. it, baby. It's all right. I missed it. But uh, right. I'm it's out, not that bro. everybody can cook. Is that basically can come from anyone? <laughs> long story short, even a rat. You put in some numbers, it spits out a, Wait, a recipe. An am ingredient. I the rat in this scenario? Is that what you're, <laughs> what you're saying? I think you're Remy, or not Remy. Um, you're uh, what's what's the ginger guy's name? Like. He needs the rat to control him too, Cook. <laughs> so, so the, I guess the I'm the rat. Is the rat. I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the prodigy. <laughs> I'm the boost prodigy. I'm just kidding. You're the kombucha cowboy. Yeah. The true. Um, yeah, so, but anyways, that was <laughs> that was a big point of this year, and it was yeah. it was great. Big? So. No, it was a ginormous, huge. <laughs> it was game changer. Yeah. It really was because. Oh my gosh, I could go on and on about. The difference. Basically, there was never a need to go to a canning line or have a distributor if we couldn't figure out how to make a good product, a truly fermented, a truly tangy, low sugar. Like, I mean, I'm just talking about like not going to buy any Manike products. Like, this was the way to make it. And like, that's just a testament to say it's possible. Don't let people fear you into, you know, you can't make alcohol-free kombucha. You can't make, you can't size up. You can't make kombucha, like, at certain, like, don't let people fear you. The information is out there. It didn't cost me any money to find it. And, like, it just took, it just took the time to be intentional and figure it out. So, like, that's just, that's just a rant. But it just kind of drives me crazy because there's people out there trying to sell you their product and saying that what you're doing is not going to work. And, yeah, like... The typical homebrewing method is not going to, you're not going to have an easy time scaling up with it. But if you go do the research into vinegar production, ethanol production, and acetobacter, like if you just research those three things, you can figure this stuff out and how to do it and how to scale up quickly. Um, But that's what we did. Like I just took a month (laughs) of every waking moment I wasn't making booch trying to figure out this stupid formulas and trying to learn how to do acid readings and blah 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 and like figuring out how to make a formula that like works where we can make any amount of kombucha at any volume or size just based off one piece of information and that information was how acidic our starter kombucha is and 
with that information, we were able to scale up to seven barrel to 200 gallon batches overnight, no problems, you know. Yeah, no difference. The, the main the main reason why we wanted to build formulas for it is because when we started becoming a regional, when we started wanting to span out, we realized that one thing that we wanted to be known for is consistency and reliability. And so with when that became an ideal to us and our we wanted someone to be able to you know, there will be variability because we're working with fresh consumables. I mean, we're working with fresh yep. ginger, fresh ingredients. There will be variability in that degree. But as far as our hands touching it, we wanted there to be as least amount of variability as possible so that once we came up with our creation and someone fell in love with it, they could come back and buy that again and they would get the same experience. You know, so one of the hardest parts with a live, living, unpasteurized product is consistency baby yeah and that's that's very tough and so being able to have a consistent product out in the market that people can come back to and know they're going to get the same level of quality they're going to get the same taste profile was super important to us so that was the main yep. like reason we we chased it down yep. so yeah and it's it's pretty uh it's pretty bad eh, man yeah, like buddy. It's, it's, it's uh, it's definitely probably the most valuable thing I think we did this year, if anything, because it's like it's what's been able to enable us to do all these other great things we're able to do. I'd argue it's probably what's enabled us to keep doing this podcast, even like, because like being able to have those consistencies and being able to keep up with the production rate has made things easier for everybody. And so I think it's pretty has. cool. It I'm pretty. Has. I'm pretty excited with what we came up with, and it was a fun, fun little project for us to work on. Or the booch, tell, fi- us, wor- tell us if it was worth it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let us know. Maybe you think it sucks, and if it does, well, anyhow, is there any other big ones that we had wrote down? Uh, nope, that's it. Man, what a year it's been. Um, we're recording this a few days before Christmas, so um, teach oh, and every oh, one oh. of you. Hey, teach and every one of you out there that have listened along that have commented on the patreon that have just connected in some way we love you dude cheers to y'all thank you uh, to each one of you guys who have made orders that literally means the world to us because to be able to connect across the interwebs with people all over the country and around the world and you to entrust us to ship you out some product and try it that means the world to us and so each of you that have done that this year, we really appreciate y'all. And um, try some kombucha cocktails this holiday season. Write us up on the Patreon. Let us know. And uh, this will be our last podcast for this year. We are going to be skipping one next week um, due to we always shut down for Chris- Christmas Eve through the new year. So we'll be, you know, doing our holiday baked goods and putting our feet feet up and relaxing, baby, hanging out with the fans. And so we appreciate all of you. Hope you have a very Merry Christmas and the happiest of New Year's. Um, Okay, go. What's the first thing you do in the New Year every year? Do you got any traditions? I go to work. (laughs) No, no, I'm talking like 12, 12 a.m. I'm not awake. You don't stay up till the New Year. Who cares? Oh, my gosh. Grumpy Grandpa. Okay, what do you do? 
you know, the past couple of years we haven't stayed up. Dude, you guys are grandparents. Yeah. Oh my freaking oh, I god! Feel like I love my routine, my man. Dude, you are both. No, worthless. it's just not no. exciting to me anymore. It's just a, another day. We're getting old. Like you are so. I'm old. not. Si- I'm not 16 anymore. I've done it the last few Grow years. Up. I'll do it again this year. Grow up. Recover- recovering from spending time with our family over the holidays. No, at midnight, baby. I find the oh. nearest body of. Freezing natural cold water. Of course you do. I cheers with of champagne, do. run down to the ice Polar cold plunge. river, and jump in, baby. Uh, Happy New Year. Actually, you know what I just realized? The reason I haven't celebrated New Year's the last, like, four years or so is because I've lived in Kentucky, and we always go visit family in Texas. Yeah. And I usually need to drive back on New Year's Day. Yeah. That, Same here. And I usually do the 17, 18-hour drive in one day, so... I usually have to get up at like four. So it's like, I'm, I'm kind of up for New Year's, but I just get my car and drive. That's what it is, actually. Wow. I just remember that. That's why. Well, <laughs> I'll take a video. I'm going to cheers with some Thrive, probably some holiday at the New Year, and then I'm going to jump in Polar Plunge. That's awesome. I'll put the video on the Patreon. Right on. All right. <laughs> so this, uh, this cocktail was really good. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Right on. I'm proud of you. But I can't wait to get over to the Patreon. And throw some shade at some uh, bad cocktails. Oh. Uh, our hot takes are now our raw takes because, you know, takes. it's just more fitting. Thematic. It's our raw, unpasteurized, unfiltered takes. That is kind of what it is, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're not hot. They're takes. not hot because they're cold refrigerated. They're raw. They're raw. So they're cold. They're, they're, they're unfiltered. Well, they're they're unpasteurized. They're not hot. They're not hot because when you hear the takes, you're like, well, yeah, like that is stupid. Like, <laughs> like nobody was arguing that that was a it's good thing. It's not hot. It's obvious. Except the people that did it's it. It's the raw takes. So we're going to go on the Patreon. We're going to do some raw, unfiltered, unpasteurized takes. Cheers it. to each and every one of you. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Bye.